Welcome to Basement Billionaire, where we talk to entrepreneurs, musicians, and creators who work to take their ideas from the basement to the boardroom. We talk about their highs and lows to help you on your path of achieving your dreams and goals. Now, here's your host, Mel, Melman Mendoza. Welcome to Basement Billionaire. I'm your host, Mel Mendoza, Mel the Melman Mendoza. By the way, we are now have a new sponsor, Paradynamics.com, your connection to better solutions. And on the line, we are humbled and blessed to have our very first author. Now, we've been lucky enough to have fighters from the UFC. We've had historical figures. We've had one-hit wonders from the 90s. Um, I haven't been lucky enough uh, to connect with an author. I just read his book. Side Hustle Millionaire, and this is an awesome book, by the way, especially if you got a dream and thoughts and trying to figure out how to take that from dream uh, and idea to execution. On the line, be, gracing us from Houston, Texas, where everything is big, we got Mr. Tony Watley. Now, Tony is an entrepreneur, mechanical engineer, car fanatic, just like me, and uh, author now whose side ventures helped him become a millionaire by the ripe old age of 34 and walk away from his day job. Tony, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Mel. Glad to be on here. Can't wait to get to know your listeners. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. So, first of all, um, like I said, congratulations. You're the first author on the show. You know, I mean, we, we, we asked Gary V, and uh, and uh, hopefully we've asked Ed Milet, you know, who's, who's got a book coming out too. But you know what? Yeah. The first to step up to play is Tony Watley. So, hey, man, you can only be first once, and if you're not first, you're last, right? <laughs> That's true. So in Gary V fashion, let's just do it like he does. For all the listeners who may not know who you are, Please tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a native Houstonian. I grew up here in the Houston area. And uh, I guess the odd thing about me is I feel like I've lived a dual career for the last 20 years. I've, I've had an oil and gas project management doing some really large scale projects, usually 100 to 200 million dollar type projects. Wow. And also started businesses on the side. So I'm one of those people that owns something on the side and has a full-time job typically. But until about two years ago, I've just been doing the business mentoring, business coaching full-time. Okay. And so it was a side side business I've been doing for 10 years that basically became a full-time thing about two years ago. Side hustle. Now that's become a real popular term. Uh, as I think in the last three to five years, saying the side hustle, you know, for, for people who may not even know what that means, can you explain to us what, what that actually means, side hustle? Absolutely. It's just a play on word. As you said, the, the, the term came to be about probably three or four years, like you said, where it started to show up. Basically, we used to call them side businesses or side gigs or just, just little part-time businesses, things like that. And with the word hustle that became probably about popular about a year before this it kind of just kind of grew and latched in and became a combination of those two words so it's anything that you do on the side you have a full-time job and a business or a 
some kind of a craft or skill or business or uh, service that you provide on the side to make extra money. So, and, and it's funny because back in the day, and I'm an old fart, by the way, so I'm, I just hit 50 years old this year. So, uh, hustle, side hustle almost sounded like something illegal. So, this is like all legit starting a business, correct? And, and nothing, nothing scammy or nothing shady, correct? Yeah, it's definitely not a get-rich-quick thing, and most people, uh, I tell people, I tell my clients that get-rich-quick is measured in years, not months, so if anything sounds too pitchy, it's probably too good to be true. Wow, okay, great. So, um, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of good friends um, going through some transitions right now, wishing that they had a plan B or a side hustle or even something to supplement their income or kind of help them out when they're going through a transition. Why should some people consider, I mean, in your thoughts, even starting a side hustle? What are, what are some of the different reasons? The main reason is, you. I will say the overlying main reason for starting a business is the boost in confidence and self-esteem that you gain from owning a business. It shows that you're somewhat of a risk taker, a maverick that steps out from beyond the herd of just ordinary people who just aspire to be average in life. And... That confidence will actually benefit you in many ways, even in your normal career, because you don't feel like you're, well, let's say it this way, your, your, your current supervisor or boss or company, they're not going to be able to leverage against you and like hold your paycheck as ransom to try to keep you to do things and, and uh, make you, uh, I guess, do things that you wouldn't want to do. A lot of the other companies out there, they rule by fear. They, they basically make you feel like you're worthless and they feel like... You know, you need us and you got to do what we tell you. Otherwise, you're going to get fired or you're not going to get paychecks. That's a big fear people have to live with every day, especially if you got a really crappy boss and you got to just put up with it. <laughs> so, so owning a business is almost like having a an escape escape route that's there if you need it. You know, if you, especially if you build one up the way I do it, where it can actually pay your bills and then some. Now, you built, uh, I think one of your first endeavors was kind of, well, let me let's back up. What's I don't want to go to that question just yet. I, 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 let's let's do this. We talked about why some people should consider starting a side hustle, but why? What's what's in your clients? What's preventing some of those people from even executing? The number one, I guess, the number one excuse that I hear is people tell me that they don't have time. Okay. And, and if you read that chapter two in my book, it's heavily on mindset, and I kind of go through all the popular excuses, and, and the, the answer to not having time is that the, the, the honest truth is that we always make time for our priorities, and whatever you're working on right now is your priority. So if you're, if you're working on watching TV or playing video games or hanging out with the friends or going to the bar, just doing things like that, that's your priority. You may have to think like it's a, it's a way to pass time, but that is your priority. And when you tell people that, oh. a lot of times they argue back. You're like, oh, man, that's not my priority. It's like, well, it is because that's what you're doing. So when you reframe it as the things you're doing today are your priority, you start to have a different mental shift and you start to realize that, holy crap, these things that I am doing are distracting me and I should be doing something else perhaps. Okay, so you talked about about that might be your priority, but let's just say that, I don't know, okay, so maybe someone's like, you know, drinking beers at night, but he does have a, a passion for craft beers and, and the different, different ones out there and, this, uh, and exploding growth in that, in that sector, and maybe that's his passion. How, how important is it to have an interest or a passion um, 
in in your idea that you want to try to execute as opposed to saying, hey, this is, I can make a lot of money doing this. Man, I, th- I think passion is very important. I, I actually love craft beer too, so good, good topic there. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of people, let's be honest, a lot of people just sit there every night and just drink the beer, but they don't do anything with it. So it's, it's kind of like you definitely want passion in whatever you're going to start because then it doesn't feel like work and you actually enjoy something. And if you're going down that path, it's just like anything. You're going to learn as you go. And if you're learning about some subject or, or you know, service or product that you enjoy and you can actually stand behind, then you're going to find more enjoyment by growing that company. And the way I see it is that money follows passion. A lot of people start companies just basically with money in mind, and that's usually the wrong answer because if you wouldn't do it for free, then it's not your passion. Okay, so let me let me ask this. So your passion was, uh, you know, you, you were doing your job, but it seemed like your passion was, was cars. Uh, am I correct on that? Big time. Okay. That's a big under, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, LS1, I know that kind of leans towards uh, the bow tie, Chevrolet. Um, yeah. I mean, so, what? how did that even happen? How did you say, man, I, I kind of like this, and uh, I got a buddy who likes this, let's, let's try to do this. And what did that, you know, what did that start off as, and what did that morph into? So I guess let's let's take that idea. So the, the website that you're talking about is ls1tech.com, and that's a large community that I started back in 2001, and now it still exists, and there's 300,000 registered members on our site. So wow. We're going to have a giant behemoth of a performance automotive community with General Motors products. Now, I'll tell you that... A lot of people, when they're starting companies or businesses, they think they've got to be ultra creative and just come up with something new, and and, and this and, and they may not be feeling like they're that type of person. But here's here's a great example. That business that I created grew into a multiple seven-figure company, but it wasn't a brand new idea. It was a better version of what was existing in the market. Huh. So if you can find competitors who aren't doing things the way they should be doing, and you know that you can improve it and make a better product then go for it because if you can do things better, faster, cheaper, you're just reinventing a lot of things. And I saw how a lot of industries get disrupted is because it's just people seeing a better way of doing things. And you can see that across all different industries. And so there was an existing website that was out there at the time and the guy just wasn't managing properly and he basically wasn't paying his bills and the server would crash and they would get deleted. So all of us that were regulars on that site we basically kind of got frustrated with that because we were creating all this content, like all the how-to articles and racing articles and all this, and they would just get deleted. So we are like, crap, you know, that's a lot of hours and, and months of time that we invested in that. So when we approached the guy, we said, hey, do you mind, like, you know, being a better steward for all this information that we're providing you for free? And he kind of threw an attitude at us. He's like, you think you can do a better job? Start your own, your own site. And that's oh, what we did. Oh, oh, oh. Be careful what you say, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't you don't know who your, your audience is. There's a lot of people out there that love to take challenges. Right. Well, that's 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 amazing. So I, I did a poll on uh, Facebook a couple weeks ago. I think I know what your answer would be. So uh, I posted three cars, three three current muscle cars: Mustang, Challenger, and then uh, Camaro. Which one would you have picked? I'm definitely a Camaro guy. My very first car that I built with my dad at age 14, 15 was a 1969 Camaro. So no matter how much success I have, no matter how much money I have, 
I, I, I've had exotics and all this stuff, but I'm a Camaro guy. I'm just that's who I identify myself as a Camaro guy. I uh, current well, my first car, '86, '87, was a uh, one of the uh, Fox body '87 Ford Mustang GT 302 five liter. Um, that was it, it just I just got through a body change at that point, and uh, uh, yeah. boy, it used to pull up to lights, and boy, did did Camaros and and Trans Ams, try, you know, tempt me every day at that starting line. So I mean, it's uh, it, it brings back a lot of memories. I love the Camaro, by the way. It's a great, great vehicle. I, I'm just a overall lover of cars. So yeah, yeah uh, Fox Body. With that, I mean, we're from the similar era. I graduated high school '91, so that was in the heyday of 5.0 land. And yeah. I love the 5.0. My mom had a five. She had a '91 GT. My oh wow! Back then, had an '89 GT saline yep. package. Oh, saline. So I was very well around the 5.0s, but I was driving the, the classic muscle car back then, and I could stomp all of them. So it's still fun. <laughs> I, suddenly, I feel like Tim Allen, and I just want to do like a oh, you know, type of thing. So right. <laughs> so that that is amazing, and maybe we'll have a call one day we'll just talk uh we'll just talk cars you know so uh i've I've, uh, I've totally shifted and and to my my muscle car friends they, they make fun of me but i've actually got into little mini coopers little souped up mini cooper s's and and uh they i get good gas mileage i i can hold my own for a little bit and um and they're fun to drive they're just fun i mean i'm corning like you could not believe so it's uh i know it seems like you know, I, I get up to Camaros and they're like, "Oh, I like your wife's car," and I'm like, "No, it's it's my car." So, yeah, so, uh, but you know, hey, what can you do? Hey guys, I wanted to take time out to chat with you about our new sponsor, Paradynamics.com. They're a custom web development agency creating amazing solutions for their clients. Now, DIY and template-based sites are great uh, for brands just starting out, but when you're a thriving business. You need a site that not only sets you apart, but creates results. Now, everyone has got to figure it out by now that in this day and age, a web presence is critical for any company to succeed. What everyone hasn't figured out is how to use the web effectively to communicate a company's brand, organize their information, and sell their products and services. Don't just get by with your online presence. Ask Prodynamics to drive your business forward. Uh, you can reach uh, them, Paradynamics, at paradynamics.com. That's P A R A D A Y N A M I X.com. Or you can reach them at 1 866 280 2237. 1 you started a new side hustle basically and became an author congratulations on that and what was that like well I, I've always respected the title of author I, I, I've been published in magazines I used to write and do photojournalism for all the automotive magazines out oh. there and I did that about 10-15 years ago okay. consistently but I always wanted to write a book and I guess about four years ago, I had this book in my mind because I've been helping people, like I said, for about the last 10 years, starting their companies and doing that thing. And I really enjoy that. And I started to see after that amount of time, a lot of them doing really well. I mean, I've helped people build seven and eight figure companies since then. And they're like, man, you, you have really a, a, a knack for this. You like teaching people and you should be doing this full time. I think you have a career in this. And, and 
it was hard for me to walk away from the oil and gas because I was making multiple six figures in oil and gas project management. I invested a lot of time, paid for my own college to get the degree. And, you know, it's hard to walk away from that kind of income. And I just, even though I was good at it, I didn't have like a passion for it. Being good is not the same thing as being passionate about it. And I decided I needed to write this book to be able to help more people because not everybody can work with me one-on-one. I mean, there's only a certain amount of time I have, and then I wanted to be able to get my message out there. So what better way than to write a book? And so December of this past, this past December, I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to write a book. And I started making online marketing for this book. And I wrote it in four and a half months. We released it on May 29th of this year. And it hit number one bestseller in only nine hours. So that shows you the power of social you, media marketing. Good man. for you. Congratulations, buddy. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Good, good. Congratulations to you and family on that. That's 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 phenomenal. So let me ask you, I mean, because I have author novel aspirations maybe down the line, especially with this new movie that came out, Crazy Rich Asians. I'm like, uh, it started off as a novel. I'm like, man, I've had that idea sit in the back of my head. Uh, from my my upbringing and such, did you? I mean, you were already a gifted or uh, accredited writer anyway. Uh, did you think about maybe maybe reaching out to maybe ghost writers that could help you do that, or like if if someone was thinking about authoring a book that has never done any type of writing before, but maybe has a good idea but doesn't know good framing? What would you, what would you recommend on that? I would say that everybody everybody has a book inside them and, and generally when you want to write a book you have to think about it from the reader's perspective. A lot of people like to write a book just talking about themselves right? but that's the wrong method it's just like marketing. If you're just marketing your brand and just talking about your brand and talking about your products you're not going to get a lot of attraction so you got to look at things always from the perspective of the customer or the reader so what you want to do is create Share your stories, but also share lessons related to each story. So each chapter might be a short story about your life, and then the next part of that chapter would be the lesson that you learned, and then a summary of what is in that chapter. And so you can kind of go through that. We're adding value to the readers rather than just talking about yourself. And I found a lot of people that write their first book, they just want to brain dump like their stories, but they don't really share like the overall meaning or the, the lessons learned from those stories. So they don't really get a lot of readers to find them. And I would say that if you don't like writing, if you don't enjoy writing, then don't, you know, uh, then look, look for the ghost writers, you know, definitely look for the ghost writers, people out there that they make a habit of just, that's their career of writing books. I happen to enjoy writing. I never even crossed my mind to let someone else write my book just because I enjoy doing that. Right. But if you don't enjoy the process, there's a lot of people out there that you can pay to do that or they'll meet with you for probably three to five hours and they interview you and ask you a lot of things about the book that you want to write and they start to understand your personality and then the ghostwriters are good enough they'll write that book from your personality and then you'll be able to you know not have to do the writing process switching gears again you know before we let you go because I know you got you know so many commitments um, that was a great story um, so you've been able to uh, create a business with with your passion of cars and then you were able to write a book and have it as a number one bestseller and get revenue from that um, do you have any other success stories for maybe some of your from some of your clients or your colleagues that were 
you know, that you were working with or knew of that did side hustles that was able to help them uh, in the ways that they desired? I would say that the, the nature of my business, a lot of my clients don't like to have people know that they have mentors, you know, because they just want, they're building their own personal brand. Ah. I but I can tell you that there's a few companies that started out with one-man shop type situations in their in their home garage, and they've grown into you know 50 plus employees and, and earning you know multiple uh, eight-figure type revenues nowadays. So wow, it's, it's definitely possible. It just takes guidance, you know. If you want to learn, I, I'm the kind of person I like to do everything myself as well. Right. Even that, even I have mentors, and until I learned that, I, I was really. It's not because I'm stubborn, it's just because I love to learn. So to me, if I can learn a new skill, whether that's creating a web page or writing a book or taking photography, I go all out and I just learn a lot of different things. I love that. But I also now realize that a lot of that's time consuming. And if I just hired somebody or got a mentor, I could have shortcut a lot of that time out of there and and got the exact same results in a compressed schedule. So that's very important. You know, uh, nowadays I'm 45, so I don't really enjoy trying to extend things out longer than they have to. If I, if I know it, I, I feel like there's a pain point in learning something new, I'll just hire a mentor and I'll like that'll shortcut me to get to that next level. It's talking about mentorship, so tell us about uh, 365 Driven. What is that? So 365 Driven is the brand name that I kicked off in May of 2017 to become an influencer network of sorts. I, I realized that there's, I wanted a central hub to build for people who, my four cornerstones are mindset, health, wealth, and relationships. I wanted to build a brand that has other influencers being able to come in and be able to share their expertise in each of those four categories to overall help become the balanced entrepreneur. There's a lot of people, I've got about 2,200 people in my group right now, and I don't want people just to focus on the money or the success. I want them to be focused on their fitness, their health, their mindset, and their relationships and their family. Awesome. That way they're happy. Because to me, it's like you can be good at any one of those, but you're not going to be good at all of them unless you really work at those. And all of us have some some weakness in one of those categories. And you become truly happy when you're balanced across all those categories. So 365 Driven, initial startup, I guess it's been about a year. I started doing public speaking wrote the book to kind of tail end of that. So a lot of the things I'm working on now, even these podcasts with you, Mel, is to build this brand and eventually it's going to be where, where I want it to be. And you know, that's that's my goal with it. Where can people find the book? You can find Side Hustle Millionaire over on Amazon.com by searching my, my name or the title. Or you can visit a website that I put up for it called SideHustleBook.net. Okay, and then how can people find Tony Wadley? Where 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 are you at these days, uh, social media wise? Social media, I'm big on Instagram. I share a miniature blog every single day, giving a business advice called the Hard Truth Series, and that's at uh, my my Instagram is at three six five driven. And you can also find my business page, Facebook at 365driven. My webpage is 365driven.com. So as you can see, I'm pretty consistent on branding. Good. Well, before we let you go, what parting inspiring words may you have for that person just with an idea, but they don't even know where to start? I would say that most people give themselves too much credit for having ideas. There's a lot of people wandering around out there. You probably even know coworkers and such that are always talking about big ideas, big ideas, big ideas. But here's the thing, guys. Ideas are the easy part. 
there's there's thousands of ideas out there. What differentiates people from getting stuff done is the ones that they take action. And you know, the ideas, thousands of people die every single day with great ideas because they never took action. So you have to learn how to look at your ideas, evaluate those against each other, and then find the key ideas that are going to deliver you to your financial goals or whatever your goals may be, and learn to walk away from ideas that won't get you to your goal or have no potential to get to your goal. So once you have those fine-tuned and get down to the, the core focus of the ideas that can get you there, those are the ones you need to take action on. And until you take action, your ideas really don't matter. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's pretty deep. So, Tony, thank you so much for being on the show. I'd love to have you on again. We can talk about craft beer, cars, and by the way, I want to talk. I want to do another podcast with you eventually just talking about marketing. I love the statement you said about it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And I think that should be your next book, buddy. That should just be your next book. So, man, I love, I love the, the psychology of online marketing. I've been doing it about 20 years. So, yeah, that, that would be an awesome book. Yeah. So, by the way, just I just want one cent per copy if you, if you do that. So, anyway, hey, thank you so much. My best to your family, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you, sir. All right, Mel. Thank you for being having me on the show. All right, take care.